0: And welcome back to Two Chicks in a Horror Flick. This is episode two. And on this episode, Tawny and I will be talking about the movie Hereditary. Mm, So scary. (laughs) (laughs) So just a reminder, since this is the second episode, how this works is Tawny and I choose a movie. We go watch it or re it, which is probably a lot of the cases, and then one of us will do the research. So for Hereditary, I did, you know, just to bring some fun facts and additional information about the movie, and then we talk about the movie, and we talk about the the facts and the details, and yeah, and we go from there. So we do not pre-talk about the movie or the different fact gathering. The first time we're talking about it is on the episode while we're recording. So welcome, and welcome. Uh, uh, if you played along and watched the movie before listening to this episode, awesome. Um, and we always love to hear your feedback. So when you watch a movie that we're going to be talking about, if you want to e- email us at two chicks and a horror flick at gmail.com, we'd love to hear your feedback. All right. So we're talking about the movie hereditary and it had Tony Collette, Alex Wolf, Millie Shapiro, and Dowd and Gabriel. <laughs> Gabriel Byron Byron (laughs) Byron yeah okay this movie uh, it premiered in 2018 so it's a newer movie and I have to tell you I liked it because it really creeped me out my favorite which I watched over and over and over again my favorite scene and it was just a snippet was when Her son woke up and she like didn't even crawl. She like crawl glided in this creepy, creepy. I just don't even know how to explain it across (laughs) the ceiling. And you didn't even really see her. Like I kept rewinding it because then I finally like saw her in the corner. So it creeped me the hell out. And also witchcraft and witches and the occult. So I really liked it. How did you feel about it, Tawny? I
1: fucking love this movie like I cannot (laughs) I actually I feel like this movie has ruined me for (laughs) movies and horror movies in particular like it's just the scariest thing I've seen in like such a long time it might be this it might be the scariest movie I've seen as an adult I don't I think I would give it that because I feel like the there's only been a couple movies that have scared me, and I would say The Ring is the first one, but I was, like, 14 or 15 or something. Like, I was, like, a, you know, a teenager. Um, and then I would say Paranormal Activity scared the shit out of me, too, when we went to see that in theaters. And I, I slept, my, my roommate at the time and best friend Cassie, we went to go see that movie together, and we slept together in the living room for, like... <laughs> five nights or something like we wouldn't even go sleep alone in our room um so that that got me but this got me fucking good like very very scary and it's it's like just a oh my god I don't think I've ever watched a movie and had so much of a reaction like it was so extreme it just it did what it intended to do and it affected me very deeply because it is like deeply disturbing and anxiety-inducing, and also very like heavy and sad and like oh god, it's just so much. It's and I I'll be honest with you, I did not rewatch the movie in preparation for this because I cannot bring myself to watch it again. Like I just I, I watched it one time, I think last year, twenty nineteen, or something like it came to Amazon. And I watched it on, uh, on demand or whatever. Like, I bought it on Amazon. So I own it. Like, I didn't even just rent it. I bought <gasps> it on Amazon. But I, I will not go back and rewatch it. I just can't because it's, like, so – it's too much. And so, like, I loved it for that reason. Like, it's very heavy and sad and it affected me so, so much. But now all other horror movies since then pale in comparison. Like, I just, can't. it's just, I don't know. So that's why I was like, you need to watch this fucking movie. It is so good and scary and creepy. So I'm glad to hear that you liked it, too.
0: Oh, yeah. I really liked it. It was very creepy. The acting was phenomenal. Incredible. Uh- Yes. So that really helps when you are fully believing the characters because that ruins it for me for um, a lot of movies, even not just horror movies, any type of movie. If the acting isn't believable, you lose me. And it was so phenomenal. I know that uh, Tony Collette, she won for best actress at like the Boston Online um, Film Critics Association. She, the Chicago Film Critics Association, uh, even the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. Like she won a lot of for best actress. She was phenomenal. I totally believed all of the characters. The husband, the kids, amazing. Me too. Absolutely yeah, absolutely
1: amazing. It was so you just bought it. You were like, yes, absolutely, and and yes, Tony Collette. I'm like. Get this bitch out of here. She. That's it. Shit. That's the. That's the best fucking thing. Just she's gonna do. Somebody guild her like just as a person. She's done. That's it. Like yeah. I have never seen acting like that, and I was just
0: blown away. I was blown away. And see, my husband doesn't like scary movies, and he sat there and watched the whole thing too. Like, oh he, yeah. What did he, he think? Was, he was he he thought it was creepy he didn't really want to talk much about it um but he sat there that. and watched the whole thing he didn't fall asleep because he's kind of a chronic fall asleep during movies guy um and yeah he had mentioned the other night when we were with uh our friends and we were talking about it he was like oh yeah you'll want to see that movie it was creepy i um i thought that it uh, It had this element, like we were talking in the last episode about being believable, right? So it had this element of, I keep pausing because I know some people are like, that's not believable because I don't believe in ghosts and I don't believe in all that, like whatever. Um, I felt it had an element of um, being believable because of the way they built it up because none of it was hokey. It just seemed so real, which made it seem like it could be possible. If I'm making sense.
1: Totally. Totally. You know what else I was going to say too? In, it, it's slightly re- related to this, but I just feel like, um, is it Ann Dowd? Is that her name? Ann Dowd? Ann Dowd. Ann Dowd. She is phenomenal also as an yeah. actress. And I feel like that's a large part of it. Like, you totally buy her thing throughout the movie. Like, she's, like, acting like she's helping. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and... Like, so I do, I agree with you that it does feel very, um, there's so much, it it feels so dense and, uh, layered and, like, I don't know, like, the, the, it feels like there's a serious lore or something that goes along with what they built for the movie, and that lends to its credibility and makes it feel like it could be real or something. Like, I'm not a person who believes in, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like, I guess I believe that there are, like, ghosts I guess but like I don't know that kind of shit just doesn't scare me because I just don't think like I don't know but there is something within the like possession and like demon-y type Mm -hmm. of stuff that I think there's a little part of me that's like well I don't know maybe that is real like and so I think that's why these things I like better because they scare me more because there's like an element of like well I don't know I don't fucking know maybe this is like A real thing that could happen you know and it does feel real in like a weird it doesn't feel so I don't know what the right words are like way out of left field
0: yeah yeah exactly like this could be introduced to a, a real uh a real situation it makes you question your reality um and if something like this would be possible All right, so just so people know the storyline of this, let me see if I have something. So the storyline, if you haven't seen it, so if you haven't seen it, just a heads up. Our episodes will be spoiler alerts. We want to talk about the movie. We want to talk about whatever we want to talk about. So if you haven't seen it and you want to, then I would say listen to a different episode (laughs) with a movie (laughs) that you've seen or wait and go watch it and then come back. Um, But this movie is about when her mentally ill mother passes away, a woman named Annie, which is Toni Collette. Holler, love her. And her husband. Oh, that's Gabriel Byron. <laughs> He's so good. I loved him. And the son, which is Alex Wolf, awesome, awesome. And daughter, Millie Shapiro, wow. All mourn her loss. The family turn to different means to handle their grief, including Annie and her daughter both flirting with the supernatural. Um, they each begin to have disturbing otherworldly experiences linked to the sinister secrets and emotional trauma that have been passed through generations of their family so very very cool i just wanted to share with you that the writer director ari aster he scripted this movie and two others so i don't know if you've seen munchausen or the strange thing about the johnsons but we might want to look into that those are a couple other movies that he created as well but he wanted a film that was rooted in family dynamics trauma and grief so he wanted it to Yeah, right? And his inspiration was the movie Carrie. I love Stephen King, just by the way. I'm a huge... I should have mentioned that in episode one. I'm crazy. I have, I think, about 80 or more Stephen King books. But anyway. Wow. (laughs) So Carrie and The Cook and the Thief, His Wife and Her Lover, never saw that. But those were the inspirations for the movie. Um, And so this, uh, this, I think... uh, Sorry, I'm getting all tongue twi- t- tongue twisted. Definitely check that off. I would say, I told you my favorite, like a lot of the scenes were, gosh, they were, oh my God, they were just so good. Um, but probably my favorite scene was that one only because I don't, God, I just can't even explain it. When I'm looking at the boy and then all of a sudden, I see this, like she wasn't even crawling. She was just like, ugh, across the ceiling like she was in there and then I rewound it and I was trying to find and then you could see her in the in the corner but you don't really see her um we didn't see her at first and had to rewind it and watch it again that probably freaked me out the most to the point where I go to bed I try not to look in the corners of the shadows yeah you know what you know what
1: got me with that because that was scary to me too um I ca- I picked up on it pretty quick because like I just have a tendency to watch the background of movies, especially horror movies because I'm waiting for there to be something. Like I want yeah. it to happen so bad that I'm like watching for it. Um so I saw it first and I did that thing to my um boyfriend Jade where I was like do you see her? Like which I'm sure <laughs> was even scarier than just like watching it as a person. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I didn't see her until she was going out of the room and she was in the oh, yeah. light. And then all three, cause I watched it with my, um, my daughter and her girlfriend and we all went, Oh my God. And then we had to rewind <laughs> it so that we could see. And then we saw her and it was amazing. What was one of your favorite scenes? Um,
1: well, I was going to say, I don't know if this is my favorite, but this is the one that left the most impact on me in, like, yeah. a weird way. I, d- I don't know. It's a very small scene, and I feel like no one talks about it, but it's the one that it left me with the same feeling that you're talking about, but it's the one where she, the sister, is in the corner of the room, like, he, like, wakes up in the middle of the night or something, <gasps> and she's standing there, and she, like, does the, like, and, like, yes. the the head falls off. I was, like... I just about had a fucking conniption. Like, I was just like, no, oh my God. And so, when I, after watching this movie, I slept with the lights on for like three nights, I think. Like, I could not sleep without the light on because I kept imagining that. Like, it's it, the swimming thing was creep. Like, in the, I don't know, that's what I feel like she kind of looks like she's doing, this. she's like swimming yeah. a little bit. Like, um, it was scary to me, but it didn't stay with me as much as the other one did. And I think that's just because the that part of the movie is what is so impactful for me. I can, I've never experienced the level of anxiety that I did watching this movie, watching any other movie in my life. So the entire scene where they're at the party... And she's, Mm -hmm. like, eating the thing, and it, like, oh, my God. I mean, they they just do such a good job of, like, building the tension. And then the whole scene of her, of him driving and her freaking out, it's just, I have, like, level 10 anxiety. And so I think that in itself is, like, kind of the crux of why this movie affected me so much. So then, like, when she appears in the corner, it's like, oh, God, I don't know. That just stuck with me.
0: I would have to say the last 20 minutes are the most insane um everything was really spaced out which i liked it i think my two teen, the two teens that were watching it with me they they weren't as freaked out as i was they were by the moments they would like scream but overall i don't know they were looking for something maybe just like a moment after moment after moment of terror if that makes sense yeah. I, I um because they were like they would they would scream and then get kind of bored where I really love because I I was like just waiting for it so then when there was only 20 minutes of the movie left I'm like oh is this gonna get crazy is that, am I making sense? It was like there was yeah. a scene, and then there was a lot. Then there was like stillness, is how I could explain it. And you know, different things were happening, and then there was something creepy, and then it was stillness. And I and then when there was only twenty minutes left, I was like, oh, I wonder. Not oh, like this wasn't good, but it wasn't like nonstop terrifying. And then buckle up, because then you are just on for a ride after that until the end
1: yes it does get insane the whole i mean like it's like oh god i mean you just you can't even one of the i'm getting chills talking about it me too one of the things that like i hated in like the best way like i I, like loved it because it was real scary but like is the is the whole Oh my god! Like the whole headless like theme throughout the entire movie. Like he goes up in the attic and she's like banging her head against the like. That, oh god, that got me.
0: That's like the second or second or third that where it was like boom 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 boom, and you look and it's her head. Oh my yeah. god! And then or, and like, when she was hanging there with the thing, you know, she's cutting off her own head. Oh yeah, <laughs> the thing. Yeah, she's like yit, yit yeah it was like so
1: gross and like but then he's up there in the attic and he sees the body like with the fucking head cut I was just like oh my god like it's like it's ruthless it's ruthless I love movies that do this though I feel like The Grudge is a perfect example of this I remember watching The Grudge and feeling like Oh my God, I cannot handle this. There's only been a few movies that I've felt that way with, and the um, and The Grudge was one of them. I think I saw it in theaters first. And at the end of that movie gets crazy. Like this. And it it's almost unbearable. You're like, what am I gonna- you know, like you just can't handle what's happening. And I feel like this movie did such a good job of that because you're just like, oh my God, it's relentless in its last 20 minutes. It really goes for the gold. It's like, yeah and and then her head and he jumps out the thing and then it's like in the tree house and the like the headless like statue of those like bodies in the tree house did me in like that was the last straw for me I was like this is disgusting I'm never gonna be able to watch this again like I just cannot do it it's so ugh, it's so creepy I don't know how else to describe it it's like it was
0: creepy. it's truly
1: disturbing.
0: Very, very creepy. It was very, very creepy. The um, Ari Aster, which is the writer-director, he actually uh, started the script. The script um, is about a real-life incident from 2004 it is in oh, georgia oh god i don't like that <laughs> but not the which part um it's in georgia and um a 21-year-old man his name was john kemper hutcherson he accidentally decapitated his childhood friend and passenger <gasps> frankie brom on a telephone pole after um so this is really creepy so they were at a, a bar together so it wasn't a party it was a bar they were both really intoxicated this guy Hutchinson must have been massively intoxicated because he's driving his friend, um, his friend, Frankie is in the back seat and, uh, is inebri- inebriated and he leans out of the car cause he's not feeling well. Um, Hutchinson <laughs> swerves and that dude does, I'm sorry, that dude, I don't want to be disrespectful, but that guy, Frankie, he gets decapitated, um, Hutchinson drives home, which is like 10 to 12, uh, I think it was like 10 to 12 miles away, is driving home. I guess he doesn't even realize it because he gets home and goes to bed covered in blood and totally drunk. Goes upstairs and goes to bed. So a neighbor is going for a walk in the morning with her toddler. And sees the decapitated head in the back of the car. So she calls the police. The police come and, you know, pound on the door, get him out of bed. And he's covered in blood and still c- clearly kind of intoxicated. And I guess it was all an accident. The the, the guy who died, Frankie Brom, his family actually asked for leniency for Hutchinson, because they were like those, they grew up together as kids, like they were childhood friends. So they must have known. There's no way he purposely did this, but he got five years in prison for, uh, for the incident.
1: Oh my god, dude, that's crazy. Okay, so wait, I have so many questions, and maybe you don't have <laughs> these answers because these are like really detailed shit. But like, I'm confused. So the woman who walked by saw the decapitated head. Where? How would the head end oh no. up being?
0: I'm sorry, in not the body. That- the de- the decapitated or sorry the body with no head
1: okay, okay. It must have been
0: kind of still leaning out of the car window
1: oh my god I did not need to know that this was like an actual possibility
0: yeah well and the, all the rest of it like the witches and <laughs> the occult and not necessarily the witches <laughs> yeah. but uh, you know the occult and all of that wasn't a part of it but yeah well I yeah you take all that shit away. This is still the scariest thing
1: that I could think of ever in my life. Can you imagine? Go ahead. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, like, the scene where it happens and he can't even look in the back seat and he just, like, refuses to, like, look back there. Oh, my God. It is, like, it's so heavy and terrible and terrifying. I couldn't, I just, like I said, I don't, it's just, I've never had this type of experience watching a movie before where I'm so affected by what's happening. And it gave me so much anxiety. And, like, to watch him work through that, but not really. Like, he can't even face what happened. So he oh drives gosh, the yeah. fuck home and goes to sleep. You know, like, it's like he's in a stupor. He's in a, he's, what is it called? Like, a fugue state. He's totally detached from reality. Can't even face it. Goes home and goes to sleep. And then you hear the screams of Tony Collette. I mean, that whole scene...
0: Again, oh, I'm getting gosh. chills.
1: I couldn't deal with it. And then her like screaming and just like, oh my God. It's like, who, what a genius. Ari Aster decided to to take a family tragedy and pair that with horror. Like I have just, it's so impactful.
0: Yeah. Hearing her wail and wail, I I was crying. She yeah, did that so good, like, real, true, gut-wrenching pain. Um, it was insane. And how she just, dude, she started losing it. And uh, it was so insane. Like, when she made that little, the little, um, what is that called? Oh, like, my God. Not diorama, miniature. but the little miniature of the, of the accident. Remember? I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. I said to my husband, I was like, uh, and then was, she was like at the one part where she was telling him, you have to burn this book, burn the book, please burn the book, you know, towards the end. And I was like, honey, um, please tell me that. <laughs> and I was going to say that, um, you know, if, if I'm doing this, that you just commit me. And he, he, I didn't even need to finish. She's like, oh, honey, you would have before any of all this happened, you would have been <laughs> in the state asylum already. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: He's like, I'm sorry, I just, I would have committed you before this. Yeah, the I moment can't. when when he walks in and she's like doing the diary. Jade and I both, we were like, oh, no, oh my, she, I, she's lost it. She's lost it. This is, I don't even like. We couldn't even process that scene because we're just
0: like. <laughs> Oh no, oh no, she's lost her mind. Uh, <laughs> so great. Something about that. Um, they actually, so the movie was filmed in Utah, but all the outside, um, all the outside scenes were Utah, but every single interior were sound stages that were built from scratch. And the reason they did that is because they wanted to be able to remove and move walls. So that they could shoot scenes at a much greater distance so that then, you know, like a practical room would allow so that it would create the effect of a dollhouse, like a dollhouse aesthetic of the film. So not only was she creating those little dollhouses, those little scenes, they wanted the actual movie to have that same feeling.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually, and it felt like that watching it.
0: Like, yeah. you
1: feel like you're peeking into a dollhouse from, you know, like a miniature or something. Like, that. that's interesting. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. And when I went, when I thought back, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes, that make, I do. I, I realized that. I didn't, I don't think I thought of it while it was happening, but I realized that, oh, my gosh, how about that scene where he was in his classroom and he smashed his face? Like, he did that weird, like, he got that oh, yeah. weird- um oh shit screwed up face yeah he had his hand up and he was like all like freaky looking and then um wasn't it at the very end with that statue had its hand up like that do you remember that oh i don't no um do you remember he was in the in the classroom right with that remember his hand was up and he and he was all creepy looking and then smashed his face um at the very end that statue of i forgot what the what the the spirit or the god's name was that that Paimon. was depicting? Paymon. There you go. Paymon. Um, he had his hand up like that. That statue did.
1: Oh, I did not catch that. I don't know
0: what it means though, but yeah.
1: I probably should have rewatched this, but I just can't. I just, maybe what I need to do, and I mean, like, obviously I've missed the boat for this episode, but like, maybe I should rewatch and just like skip over the anxiety inducing telephone pole scene because that's the one that i I feel like is too much for me like i just
0: can't fucking deal with it when that happened we all went oh and then we just sat there like we weren't sure that that's what happened at yeah you know it was like whack and then we they we were just sitting there we weren't sure that that's what happened and then we saw the body we're like oh my god what we were not expecting that at all that's what i mean like the moments in between are still you know there's stuff happening and you're learning and you're listening and then all of a sudden it was like you're punched in the gut and then yes it
1: it's like very well paced in a way so wait going back to the actual like real case that happened about uh-huh. this did they like find his head yes okay so it was like very clear that that's what happened yes yes
0: it was clear that that's what happened they found it god and- i
1: I bet that guy felt so fucking bad. That's terrible. I feel yeah. really bad.
0: That was actually the parents of the of the guy who died. Um, they, when they asked for leniency for him, they were saying because it was an accident and he will have to live with that for the rest of his life. And that is like punishment beyond Enough. all punishment. Yeah. Cause it was his, like, literally they were little kids grew up together. They were very, very best friends. Ugh. But I wonder just like how drunk that you didn't, I mean, I wonder if it was like the movie where he, but he was so intoxicated, knew what happened and was in shock and then just passed out. Or did he not know, but then not know and be so drunk that you get out of the car and don't even say, hey guy, or hey guy, sorry. Hey buddy, let's like go inside. Like you literally just park the car and go inside and go to bed.
1: Yeah, like you'd have to be so gone. covered in blood. Oh.
0: I mean, crazy. I suppose
1: either is possible, right? Like Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: They don't say much about it. So, um and then that's right. So, paymon, the spirit of the lesser key. He is creepy AF. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I don't... Movies
1: like this that have, like, a a demonic thing involved, they always scare me. Like, I was saying earlier, like, there's, like, an element that I feel like I can't... I feel like I can't... I don't know. It could be a possibility that it exists. So shit like that, like, scares me more than other things. Like, this. And especially if there's, like, a name to a demon or whatever. Like, I don't know. It just feels more real. So... Um
0: so this the Paymon Paymon um is there's books written about him um there's like it what it, uh, it's so I love stuff like this when it's when I say real I mean that outside it's not a character within just the movie. Yeah. It is a character or uh, a spirit that exists outside of this movie script that they bring in cuz I love when they do that because it adds that other level of um reality to it you know what i mean i mean he he he's a spirit but i'm just saying like this is a spirit that um is has been around for many centuries and other you know cultures and such have written about it so it just makes it even that much more creepy
1: yeah it's like exactly what you're saying it exists without beyond the context of the movie itself yes 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 you said it way better than i did Um, what's another, I feel like, uh, The Conjuring 2 Mm -hmm. did that. Well,
0: well, that's based on a true story, The Conjuring.
1: Yeah, true, and even the second one, but one of them had, maybe I'm even thinking of the one after this, but there was a, there was, like, a demon named Valak, I think, maybe? Mm -hmm. I think I'm mixing up the movies, but it was in one of them, and that freaked me out, because I was like, oh, it has a name. Like, I was just like, (gasps) oh, this this is real. (laughs)
0: yes yeah like yes 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 i love that one like i think that's why the strangers and you know i won't talk a lot about that we'll talk about that one day freaked me out is because it was based on a true story on events that had happened so when things like that oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh go ahead i loved this movie
1: that's all i was gonna say is just like i can't i can't get over how scary and terrifying and deep and like f this movie was like ugh
0: Ugh. yeah it was really good Um, if you've watched it you should totally watch it I mean if you (laughs) sorry if you've watched it um, then you know what we're talking about if you haven't you totally should we actually didn't even I mean we totally spoil alerted some stuff right Uh, like how things go but we didn't really If so, what I'm trying to say terribly is that if you listen to this episode and you haven't seen the movie you still could totally see and be freaked out because we really haven't oh, given yeah. that much away that you would be bored by watching the movie well and and you there's know so this- much oh go ahead go ahead
1: no no i was just gonna say like there's so much like um vibe and feeling and you know like the pace of it and stuff that you don't get from just listening to us talk about it
0: oh a hundred percent a hundred percent what I loved about this movie is it was so creepy that it had the effect as though I brought something evil into my daily existence.
1: Oh, totally. Yes. Right?
0: Like I have that same thing with, oh, I even hate saying his name and this might be ridiculous, but the slender man Uh, when i say it i'm so freaked out by it like i don't want to say his name like it's not like i truly believe i'm gonna summon him or anything because i i don't believe that he's real but there's that little incy splinter of creepy like i don't know it's so creepy that maybe i will (laughs) i don't know how to explain it but this movie was almost like like i mentioned earlier um I'm creeped out like uh, when I go to bed, I have to physically not think about this movie. Um, It's almost like I'm inviting that evil into my house, which it's not like I truly believe I'm inviting that evil. Maybe it's more I'm inviting it into my mind and my mind might play tricks on me. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally, totally. No, I'm just, I'm so
1: here for this because yes, I one of the actual stories in scary stories to tell in the dark, which I'm sure you even remember. I and so tell me if you remember this, but there's a story. It's one of the longer ones that I remember where this family believes that they are um possessed or haunted or whatever. And there's like all this shit happening around their house and it like they have like priests come in and whatever. By the end of the story, they it's essentially like oh, this family was not haunted or possessed, but they believed so intently that they were that they created these things to happen. And like yes. that, even as a child, I mean, like that that story implanted itself in my brain as a child. And I carry that feeling with me into adulthood now where I feel like exactly what you're saying, just by being exposed to things like this I almost have the feeling that, like, my brain is going to create its own version of this out of fear of it. In, like, the it's a very weird way to think about it, but I feel like this is kind of the fear of possession, too. Like, when people feel like they have been exposed to the idea of possession, that they're like opening the door for evil or for demons to like come in. Like, it's kind of the same thought process but but not in the same way if that makes sense
0: but I agree completely Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you and you know what I'm just realizing something about myself that maybe I'm just I'm ashamed to admit but I will admit it now out in the open (laughs) tell me I guess I'm not completely closed off to that these things can happen I don't fully believe they will I guess it's more of I don't know a hundred percent. That's what it is. I don't know a hundred percent. I do not know unequivocally. I don't even, I, I think I used that word, right? A hundred percent. This is not real. I don't know. I don't know what happens after you die and anybody who says they do. Okay. You can, you could have like faith or really believe that something happens after you die, but you don't know. That is the fact you don't know. So, I don't know. Maybe I've seen I've heard some really convincing, freaky stories about um, exorcism, like and you're like, well, how do you explain it? But then you're like, no. Oh, my gosh. If I believe that you could be possessed. What does that do to my world now? Like, that's terrifying. That's a terrifying world to live in. That, uh, like, if you think a demon can do that to you um, or the same. And voodoo, it seems so, like, random. Well. Like, just, yeah. like,
1: oh, anybody could – that could be me, right, is, like, part of the, the feeling there. You're like, I obviously would never put myself in that position, but what if – you know, what if? I agree. I, I'm the same way. Like, I can't say for sure that this isn't a thing that could potentially happen, and that's what's scary. But that's what's scary about anything that's scary, right, is it's the fear of yeah. the unknown,
0: Yes. Okay. Let me tell you this scary story. And so it's things like this that make me question really what's there. And this is absolutely a hundred percent true. I lived in this apartment. It was our first two bedroom apartment when I was a single mom with my girls. So they were maybe like, um, seven and five, I guess like they were young. So anyways, we had this apartment and I would have these terrifying nightmares. Okay. So I can't say a hundred percent, um, that, Oh, our apartment is possessed and there's a ghost or whatever. Um, but I would have these dreams. Like I would wake up there, uh, There'd be a man over me choking me and I would wake up like flailing and like I couldn't breathe and then fully wake up and it would, there'd feel like heat around my neck. But of course, you, you know, you can explain that away to that kind of in between as you're waking yeah,
1: sleep paralysis. and you have,
0: yeah, so totally. Then there was another time that I woke and there was a man at the foot of my bed and then I yeah. fully woke and he wasn't there. Okay. So there was like these different things like that, or this is an example. So then this happened. I was fully awake. I was laying in bed, uh, in the morning. I didn't really want to get out of bed. So I was just laying there with my blanket on. I heard my door creak open. I felt, I thought was my daughter get into my bed. I felt the bed like depressed, like move on the other side But Uh my blankets didn't move. So I literally took my blanket and swung it over my side because I was facing, like it would have been the person in the bed would have been my back, right? Because I was facing the wall. And I flung the blanket over to cover her because they did that all the time. Okay. But it was so silent that I looked and no one was freaking there. Okay. So this is, but now here's next level. So these things were happening. I was not telling my children, obviously. I want them to be terrified. Um, And uh, one evening, oh no, one night I was going to put my daughters to bed and my um, youngest at the time, um, I had two daughters, my youngest, she said to me, um, mommy, I don't want to go to bed. And I was like, why? And she goes, I'm scared. And I said, why? And she said, because there's a man in my room. And I was like, What? And I'm like, what are you yeah. talking about? And she said, I go, tell me, what are you talking about? And she goes, he told me I can't tell you.
1: Oh my, no.
0: I'm getting chills right now. I'm not making any of this up. She had no, I, I did not tell them anything that I went through. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, she, they, he told me I, that um, he told me I couldn't tell you that he talks to me. Holy shit. So I'm in their room. I'm going to have cold chills right now. I, um, like their. I can't imagine what it would be. Um, their bunk beds were like, they had a little window. It was completely closed. Like, um, I I had no idea. I remember I said, okay, both of you are sleeping with me and we're finding a new place. Um, and I had told, um, I called my, my friend and I was telling her and she told me, Oh, it, do you guys have a, what is it called? Like not an attic but like you know like the little i guess it would be an attic but not like in the movies where you know you have stairs and you go, no, up there. i know it's just like a cutout about, like the,
1: the little yeah thing that yeah. You just push up and move yeah oh, yeah she's like no. do you
0: have a little cutout and those. i'm like i don't fucking know i'm getting culturals right now she's like we'll go um because there was this story where this homeless Stop. man lived in somebody's attic cutout thing and would come out at night Oh my God, that's my worst nightmare. I fucking went into their room. Sure enough, in my kids' closet, there is that fucking cutout. I don't know. I didn't climb up there and look or anything like that. I was so freaked out. I'm not saying that's what it was. I don't know what it was. But I was being terrorized by these nightmares of this man choking me, holding my wrists down. I mean, it was almost nightly. It was very scary. And I kept thinking... Because I, when I was younger, suffered from nightmares because of some abuse I experienced. I thought maybe these nightmares were coming back or something. Um, But when my daughter confirmed it with the man, holy shit. So I literally, I um, got the stuff out of their closet. I shut the closet door and we literally um, barricaded the closet door
1: with stuff. And then they
0: never slept in that room again until I could find a new place to move and live. I don't know what to say about that. I, I can't imagine there was a dude living up in that crawl space. He would because we barricaded the door, and it, he would have had. Oh, to, he did. He did. <laughs> you killed him. I killed him. I think he could. It's not like I nailed the door shut. I mean, he could have pushed stuff, and it was it never moved. I I really think it was a ghost. So now, if I really think that this was a spirit. I remember constantly getting dressed and seeing someone like out of the corner of my eye, like they were watching me from the bathroom door. But then when I looked, no one was there. So, I mean, it totally could be my imagination, but super creepy. My friends that when they would come over, they they would always make a comment about how it was creepy, but it was a, it was like a beautiful apartment with this old wood. And like, it was a cool apartment in long beach, but they always had a creepy vibe too. So, I know that happened. I know that my 5-year-old daughter said that. I know I had those experiences, so maybe there is more. I just yeah. don't know for sure. You know what I mean? Like
1: Have you talked to her about it like isn't because a, 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 she's like older right now? Yeah,
0: yeah, she's older now. She's 15 and I have. They love for me to tell this story to their To their friends. She doesn't (laughs) remember, but my oldest daughter does remember her saying that. So my oldest daughter never had a guy, like she never had an experience. Like she didn't have this man talking to her, but she remembers my little one telling me about it. Ugh. Ugh. So then if you think about that then what is possible is maybe it's just an energy. Um I do believe in energy 100% and yeah. we're in working with energy in that, that maybe I don't know maybe there was an energy left there. I don't know what it is but I know that that happened. My mom always tells me this story about when she was um young her and her best friend were doing, so she will not do Ouija board. And she always told me from when I was very young, my mom is very much, she does tarot and all that sort of stuff. And she um uh was doing a Ouija board when she was a teenager with, or not a teenager, sorry. I think she was young. She was living with her best friend. They were doing a Ouija board together and um, she says don't ever do a Ouija board because you're in you're opening it up for any type of energy or spirit to come into your home so um, but anyways she was doing this and they had like kind of a weird experience it was creepy whatever well a week later um, she brought her camera in to get the film to get the film developed. That's when we didn't have digital cameras. And mm-hmm. on the film was a motherfucking picture. <laughs> of Don't tell me. Them doing the fucking Ouija board. Stop. Wait. No what? one else like, no was one with took them. The picture. <gasps> no one was with them. No one was freaking with them. They were alone. They were hanging out doing the Ouija board. And there was a picture of them doing the Ouija board on her camera, which was in the house. Oh so either God. someone was in the freaking house taking pictures i am full of cold chills right now or or it was like an energy or a spirit a ghost know. or something e- oh my and god they're all both equally scary yeah all of the above is terrifying all of it oh god <laughs> did she save that i would have saved that shit i know she um i believe she did and she doesn't know where what where it is she's not sure if um she has it somewhere in storage or if uh, her best friend which um is my godmother uh she has it but my godmother passed away um a few years ago so we don't know if it's like within her stuff but they did save it because my mom was like she believes in all of that sort of stuff a hundred percent so that was yeah. something she would have saved but we just can't find it have you ever fucked with a ouija board no because my mom my mom told yeah, hell me no. don't ever do it because you're opening you're opening yourself up for anybody to come so in the movie hereditary so this is a perfect little addition they did that remember like um asking the spirit to talk to them yes and yeah. that's very much like the ouija board so I even said to the kids while I was watching that, I'm like, don't ever do that because you don't even know, like I'm talking about, <laughs> yeah. like it's totally legit, but it what spirit is coming in to talk to you. You don't know who you're calling just because you're saying Janet, come talk to me. Maybe it's not Janet, you know? Like, yeah. My mom
1: told me the same thing. My mom is not like super, super into this kind of stuff, but like, she's, I don't know. She's just vaguely like, you know, just she's, she believes in energy and stuff. And like, you know, crystals and, like, the different energies and stuff that, like, different gems hold and all that, mm-hmm. you know, she's just a little, I call her a hippie all the time, she's definitely a hippie, and, um, <laughs> she told me the same thing when I was, like, young, she was, like, don't mess with, like, she doesn't really know much about this kind of stuff, but she was, like, don't mess with the Ouija board because you don't know what you could call it, it's just funny, it's, like, fucking just universal knowledge of people, like, do not, and so I've never, I, I don't even think I've laid eyes on a Ouija board in person you know what I mean like I've never even seen one in actual reality and I would never do it because it scares the shit out of me just because I don't know
0: yeah that ooh that scene not only with the woman because Tony Collette's uh reaction was so real and so amazing but when she did it with her husband and her son calling the their daughter Remember with the, and yeah. the the glass? It was a glass, right? Whatever it was that she was touching went flying. Remember that? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Everybody, Everybody's acting was so amazing. It was so scary. So good. Yeah. Oh, I could tell you this is something funny. So when this movie, right after this movie premiered at Sundance in January of 2018, the trailer was released. And in Western Australia... All of these families, it was at least 40 children, a ton of families went to the cinema to watch Peter Rabbit. So that was that family film that was released. So they were all in, and it was in Western Australia, watching Peter Rabbit. Accidentally, you know, the trailers leading up to the main movie. Yeah. They accidentally played the hereditary trailer at the (laughs) film, Peter Rabbit and, Every all the families, all the children were screaming. It was like total panic in the theater. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> They're just crying. Oh my god! I thought that was funny. I wanted to share that with you.
1: That is funny. The poor kids. The trailer was like I remember watching the trailer before I watched the movie, and this is I think what a, what what kind of led up to my experience of the movie. I watched the trailer and I remember thinking, I remember thinking like this looks like a just totally s- standard run of the mill horror movie. Mhm. Like it's just going to be exactly what every other horror movie is. Like I just thought it was like a ghost horror movie. But the trailer doesn't give you any sort of idea like what the actual movie is like. And so, like, I remember just being like, okay, whatever, let's just watch this. Everybody says it's good, you know, because at that point, there was, like, a lot of reviews coming out, and people were like, yeah, this movie is very good. And we watched it, and I, I like, you know, we get, like, halfway through the movie, and the pivotal scene happens, and, I, like, my, I just, my jaw hit the floor, and so did Jade's. Mm. We were totally silent, just watching, in complete shock, for the rest of the of the movie like it was just like what the fuck are we watching and so I feel like that really helped in a weird way because we went in with very low expectations like we were like what you know whatever it's just gonna be the same old shit and it was so
0: different yeah I can I completely agree with you I was I was prepared because you you really built it up
1: <laughs> you I know, were like
0: sorry. you were like, this will be horrifying. So I think for me on the flip side, I was ready for it to be horrifying. So that's why at when there was only 20 minutes left, I was like, wait a second, because it's scary and creepy, but Tawny was saying, like, <laughs> yeah. this movie will change my life. And so yes, it's been scary and creepy, but wow, I'm I'm not sure. And then the last 20 minutes just really nailed it home.
1: Just flies off the fucking handle.
0: Yeah. That was totally insane.
1: Do you have any other um, little tidbits, trivia
0: things? So the only other little bit of t- uh tidbit I had was about the response to the movie. So Critical Response was actually pretty good. So on like Rotten Tomatoes and, and uh, Rolling Stones, other critics. So Rotten Tomatoes was 89%, right? An 8.2 out of 10. And then Rolling Stones gave the film a three and a half out of four. So really, hmm. really good, especially – raving about tony collette right in her experience yeah. um and some other ones gave it around an a a minus so that was really good the audience scale so people are just like scoring the movie after seeing it it averaged around a d plus on an a plus to f scale so um there were some publications that noted that noted how different the critic and the audience and how critics loved it and audiences didn't and said that that was v- the same as movies like Drive or The Witch, which you mentioned, or It Comes at Night, where critically acclaimed it was really good, but failed to impress the mainstream moviegoers.
1: That's so weird. I feel like it would be the opposite almost or something. Like, if yeah. like everybody I've talked to, nobody has been like, oh, I hated that movie. Like, if you've seen it, I mean, as a person that I've talked to, I feel like you loved it. So that's weird. I wouldn't
0: think yeah. that. but Yeah, me neither. And you even talked about The Witch, which maybe we'll talk about another time if we want to watch it, um, but that you weren't as impressed. But critics were. They liked that movie as well. So yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, usually critics are really critical. Like a critic will say something and I'll be like, eh, I, I might still watch it. You know what I mean? Like, But uh, yeah, audiences didn't like it as much. I know the, my two teens watching it with me didn't like it as much and I loved it last thing I uh really liked as well is it kept me thinking so it was like after it ended I was quiet for a little while I was really processing I was processing the story of Paymon. I was processing what I just saw um I was putting pieces together now that I saw the whole movie looking back at other things that had happened and I just really was thinking about it processing it and I love it when movies leave me feeling that way
1: me too yeah and I read about it for a long time I like to get on and read what people other people say like I think I usually um, gravitate more towards like the audience review or reception of a movie than I do like critic the critic kind and like uh, so I, like, read a bunch of comments at the time, and uh, people, yeah, I mean, it's just, there's so much to think about, there's so much, like, symbolism, it's just so, like, it's such a deep, like, layered, symbolic movie, like, again, there's such a theme of, like, beheadings, and, like, Um, I, I remember reading something about the fact that, like, you have to be headless to, like, let in Pamon. Or something like that's how it enters. And so, um, or how you release it or something like that. And so that's why like Tony Collette at the end, she has, she's being possessed and she has to behead herself to be able to have that spirit go into her son. And that's how he becomes possessed. And it's a little up in the air at the end, but that's also why she had to be decapitated by the phone pole, right?
0: Yes. Well, I do know. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. No, well, I was just going to say, a sacrifice has to be made. I remember them saying that, that the sacrifice has to be made. And I see right here that if King Paimon appears alone, a sacrifice must be made to summon Babal and Abalam, two kings who serve under him, but do not always accompany him. See, that's interesting because remember the two women were beheaded. There was two beheaded women
1: in, in uh, front of the
0: statue at the very end. Remember?
1: Yes. Yeah. But one of them is the sister, right? It's like her body.
0: And the other one I think is the mother. No, isn't, isn't it, is it it's her sister? I thought it was um, the mom, Tony Collette and her mom. Oh, no, I think it's.
1: It might be Tony Collette, but I think one of the bodies for sure is, isn't it Danny? Danny yeah. is the sister's name, so it's Danny's body Charlie. without a head. Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Okay, um, Charlie's body without a head, and then I think the other body is the grandmother. Who the died. other
0: body is definitely the grandmother. I just thought that the mother—it was also the mother's body. She had just decapitated herself.
1: Oh, and then it does fly up there, huh? And then it flies I up about there. That. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense, actually, then.
0: Ooh. Ugh. We're like, no. I know. Like, all these, like, comparisons. So, yeah, there was things like that, and I started to think back, like, oh, you know what this kind of reminded me of? Okay. Have you, um, and again, not to go too into it, because maybe this is a movie we want to talk about, but there was a movie called Melancholia. Have you ever seen that? No. Okay. So... That's a whole other story that is great. But the the director, Lars von Trier, have you heard of him? Yes. Okay. Uh I watched one of his movies. So, sorry. I really talked you through me trying to figure out what his name was. (laughs) Melancholy was the first movie I saw, and that was directed by him. And then I kind of – I looked him up. I didn't kind of. I really looked him up to see other movies because I loved that movie so much. And there was a movie – called antichrist oh. the antichrist not yes the, i've heard antichrist. of that okay that was okay i feel like antichrist was hereditary level Ooh, creepy shit. disturbing i didn't know what i was watching i couldn't look away it was so fucked up
1: <laughs> it was so bad oh no not I'm in a sorry, bad I mood. just look at go ahead I looked it up. I looked it up as you were talking about it because I wanted to know what else Lars von Trier had done. And I clicked on it because I wanted to know if this is the same movie I was thinking it is. And then I quickly married (laughs) her. I mean, I I just said married because it even says married in the description. I quickly read the description. So now I know kind of what happens
0: a little bit, at least. But that sounds terrible. That may be something that we see now this for me would be okay. uh, If we were, we talk about this movie, I don't know if I want to rewatch it. So it's kind of the same. It's like a flip flop. It was so disturbing.
1: Is this okay. Listen, I'm going to say some shit that may, it may spoil this movie. So you might want to, as a viewer, or I mean a listener, (laughs) fast forward (laughs) through this, but I think, I think I had heard about this movie because, uh, I think like Marilyn Manson had like watched this movie, and it became a uh, like it, it was like the ins- inspiration for one of his albums or something. And so he he put it on and watched it nonstop over and over again or something. Ooh. And there's something about like God performing like a self emboweling or something. Does that sound familiar? Or is that a different movie, do you think?
0: I'm trying to think. It's
1: like black and white. And I don't think there's words or something. Like it sounds like it's a very like student art film or something. The movie that I'm talking about.
0: Oh, okay. No, this this is um they talk in this movie. And it's okay it is very it is I would call it like art artistic I guess I would say, and I'm probably using maybe the wrong word to explain it, but it is very artistic. Um, and she, um, the w- main character in the movie, she's uh, very depressed, and I'm not going to tell you why, because I think you should watch it. Oh, I it. know why. I just read oh, why, I Oh, shit. Think. Don't tell anybody why. No, they I should won't. watch it, because that scene. Oh, my God. But even. Don't look it up, people. Don't. Yeah, don't I look just, it up. I just ruined it. Yeah, no, you didn't. Because well, I, I ruined it for myself. Oh, ruined! <laughs> but you didn't. But you didn't. Because visually, it's kind of what you were talking about with the. If anyone's listening to this episode that hasn't seen the movie *Hereditary*, it's still worth watching the movie because it's the vibe, it's the visuals, okay. it's the stuff that you can't, you can't forget and put away. That's the same. I know I'm looking at some of the stuff. Sorry. <laughs> I was just I have it up and I glanced <laughs> over and I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember that part. That was horrible. And she's doing some, I mean, it was like research or a research paper on uh, witchcraft and witches. Uh, oh, okay. It, it's very, Ooh, very. Oh, this sounds
1: right up my alley. I'm yeah. moving this up the list. Move as that up the list.
0: And you know what? If you watch, when you watch it, I will rewatch it and I'm scared to rewatch it. It's just like this a hereditary movie. This is a movie I would not watch with my kids. And they've seen scary movies, um, but I don't think, uh, from what I, some of the stuff I remember in it, I don't, I don't know. I mean, You've they can watch, me. they watch what, you know, they watch scary movies all the time, but I wouldn't be like, hey guys, let's all get together and watch this disturbing thing. It was so disturbing.
1: <laughs> oh, you yeah, you sold me on it.
0: Okay, cool. So we will, we will definitely talk about that movie. Why?
1: Okay, I don't remember now. Why did you bring that up? Just because it's like... I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> why? <laughs> I have no idea.
0: Um, I'm unless, just curious. Why did I bring that up? Unless I was talking about, like... Um, no, oh, I Lars von Trier. Yeah, but why was I talking about him? Uh, unless I was talking about... Um, how this movie left me with a really creepy I don't think so I think we were far past melancholia that conversation. we started talking. I don't know I
1: don't feel like you got to go where you were going with melancholia
0: oh no I literally brought up melancholia because I was trying to remember the director's name so that I could remember this movie this is the movie I oh. wanted to tell you about yeah melancholy was really good it wasn't a horror film um but this this movie was very disturbing and I don't know. Maybe I was just telling you that to say this movie was to me what like uh, you didn't want to rewatch Hereditary because it was so disturbing for you. That's how I feel about this movie. But uh, mm, on the other okay. hand, I'm almost like I, re- I say, yeah, watch it. <laughs> but it's so gross and disturbing and <laughs> it's good. I have sure. absolutely oh, man. no clue why I brought up this movie. It just came into my head, but there you go. All right. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about this amazing movie Hereditary. I'm super stoked that I watched it. It was very scary and I highly highly recommend this movie.
1: I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think I have anything else other than it's just fantastic and I I I I think that's why I'm excited to watch Antichrist now that you've talked about it because like I just feel like nothing touches the level of like an impact that this movie has made for me and so it's 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 really ruined me and I'm like what is next and then you know Ari Aster went on to make Midsummer, which was um oh yeah I see that popping up
0: for me I've never seen it though
1: Yeah it's not bad I uh recommend watching it I think but it's it's different and it's definitely not I would say it's not it doesn't affect you to the same degree that this movie does. It, it definitely does some of the same things. But it's, it's a kind of... I don't know. I think I was expecting the same level of Hereditary. And I was let down. Because it wasn't... Again, it's not like I disliked the movie. I liked it. But it's just not the same. You know? Like, this is very dark. And sinister. And so is kind of Midsummer, But
0: I don't know. Not as bad. I didn't, I didn't love it. Have you heard of the movie Antrim? A-N-T-R-U-M. I don't even know if I'm saying it correctly. Okay, so my teens told me about this, and they said this movie is cursed, and that there were, like, uh, it was shown at theaters, and the theaters burned down. Like What the fuck? (laughs) Like, you can die if you watch this movie. And uh, it's not rated bad, actually. Um, But I didn't know if you'd ever heard of it. I know I'm digressing to another movie. I haven't seen it because here's the same thing. Okay. Oh yeah. Here's, I immediately was like, I don't know if I'm going to watch that. <laughs> yeah. So we were sitting there and I'm like, oh, come on. Like they wouldn't even be able to rent this movie. If everyone that watches it dies and and the kids were like, no, I don't think it's like everyone that watches it dies, but it's like um all these different movie theaters um burned to the ground and people died uh, while this movie was on. And it is about, It is about evil. It's about the devil. I don't know exactly what it's about, but I could, I'm looking at it right now and that's the devil there. And so um, I was like, we're going to watch it. Like, I want to, like, let's watch this movie. Let's see what it's all about. And then I found it and I'm like, well, maybe, maybe maybe we shouldn't watch it just in case.
1: (laughs) I know this thing says on Rotten Tomatoes, it says
0: Antrim. The deadliest film ever made. <laughs> yeah, it says it's a it's a cursed film. Um, and peop the concept is that people that watch it will be cursed. Okay, there's a legal notice that's displayed before the film starts. Okay? Okay. It says by continuing to watch this film, you agree that the producers of this film have made you aware of the history and the dangers associated with Ant- Antrim. I don't even know if that's how you, you say it, but um, the producers, distributors, cast, crew, unions and theater management on all levels are released of all liability for any event that should occur um, to you during or after your screening, including but not limited to illness, injury, mortal danger or death. If you disagree in any way with this notice, you must leave the theater now. (laughs) Wow. So, like, I'm so curious, right? I'm so curious. But then there's that part of me that I don't believe it. Like, I can logically say, come on, I don't believe it. But then there's, like, this – I'm nervous, too – Like, I don't want to, do I really want to challenge it? I don't know. Right, yeah. Like, do I want to die? Probably not. Do I want to invite negative energy? Like, what's going on here is, you know. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up because the kids were telling me. They haven't seen it. They wanted to know if I saw it and, like, it would be safe to watch. (laughs) I
1: haven't seen it. We should add that to the tentative list
0: because I'm not sure either. (laughs) if we're brave enough maybe do a little more research really see if there were you know people who got hurt or what have you yeah they say that about poltergeist too though that the cast um you know that well that little girl died there was um i think someone else on the the the, um the movie set that died that there was that it could have been cursed as well yeah but not watchers not viewers nothing happens to me
1: Yeah, but you hear that some, you know, with other movies too, like The Exorcist and I'm trying to think of what else, but like, you know, it's, it's kind of the, this movie reminds me a little bit of the Blair Witch Project. Like that's some guerrilla marketing, you know, oh, this is real kind of tactic shit. Same thing as like Paranormal Activity. I feel like did a good job of being like, oh, you know, this is found footage or whatever. And I think they didn't even run credits, did they? At the end of that movie? I don't know. Which one? I'm sorry. Uh, paranormal Activity?
0: Mm, gosh, I don't remember.
1: I seem I to remember. remember I, I don't remember either, but I think there weren't even credits. I think they got to the end of the movie and it was just like, here's the recap of what we just watched and here's like what happened next. And then it was just like, the end. I remember sitting in the theater <laughs> in just complete <laughs> silence. Good luck sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one even, no one laughed, no one talked. We all just sat there in complete silence and then got up and left. Like it was like, it was a really good theater experience I feel like because it was so scary and everybody was like, okay, so I guess. So creeped out. We're just going back to regular life, but that's interesting.
0: Oh, creepy.
1: oh, Ooh. I don't. I'm getting very like
0: intrigued by all this yeah, information. Geez. I'm like, okay. Know, too. Well, this was awesome. I loved it. Tell me, um, remind me, what movie are we watch? We're gonna do next time. Yeah. So next up is As Above,
1: So Below, which is on Netflix in the U.S. So if you want to watch that, um, we. Recommend and encourage you to watch that before our next episode, so that you can not have anything spoiled for you. Yes, it's one of my faves. I've already seen it. Um, but yeah, I have I'm already really seen excited. it too, but we can not
0: talk about it, so you have no idea how I feel about that movie or anything. Yep. <laughs> awesome. And so again, you can follow us as at on Instagram at two in a horror flick that is on instagram if you want to share if you know any other juicy details or some truly terrifying movies you recommend um any like you know interesting um facts about um either the movie we talked about hereditary or the upcoming movie at what is it again as above so below yeah and the other one um that we're going to be talking about uh, as above so below um, please, please feel free to email us at two chicks and a horror flick at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And we really look forward to sharing our thoughts and talking to you again in the next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>